Okay. Hello. Hello. It's our first evening re recording. I know. Yeah. It's been a busy day, so. The lighting is all messed up. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> it's fine. It has been a busy day. Yeah. No, what I'm, have you done today? I don't even know. I'm like so tired. <laughs> I had a meeting, new faculty, trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do for my job. Mm -hmm. It's always good. Um, then did some lesson design, tried to get ahead, did not really get ahead because we're leaving this weekend. Uh, editing, oh, recording, had a meeting with Niantic. Like it's been, it's been a day. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's some on the plane work. Yeah, for future. sure. So yeah. much plane work. Yeah. It's like Google Drive's great. Yeah, plus you don't sleep on the plane. So. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> By Google. By Google. Yeah. yeah. How's your day? Yeah, okay. Kind of, I don't know, regular. Bopping mm -hmm. around. Adult stuff. Yeah. Pretty boring. Very. <laughs> but I'm ready for this. Are I am ready. ready? Yeah, I'm All ready. right. Juan's ready then. Juan's ready. So everyone should turn to page 61, Diagon Alley. Uh, today's lesson is called Magical Theory, Muggle Reality. Mm. <laughs> I'll let you digest that one for a second. Mm -hmm. uh, here's my synopsis. So the chapter starts with Harry waking up to find that he is still a wizard. <laughs> Hagrid takes him through London and the Leaky Cauldron into Diagon Alley, a wizard district, to buy Harry's school supplies. They stop first at Gringotts, the wizard bank, to withdraw money from Harry's family account. And Hagrid also withdraws a mysterious object from another vault for Dumbledore. Money in hand, Harry buys robes, ingredients, and books. Hagrid gifts him an owl. And finally, they buy a wand from Ollivander, who tells Harry that his new wand is siblings with Voldemort's wand. Harry is feeling overwhelmed by his ignorance made worse by an encounter with a fellow incoming first year at Hogwarts. Mm. My favorite, Draco Malfoy! Yeah, left nameless in the chapter. Yeah, I, I no find name. that interesting, but mm -hmm. yeah. I think, yeah, it's supposed to be part of the mystery. Who is this kid? Who is this guy? Yeah, he's just such a brat. Yeah. Like, could you imagine meeting somebody and then just being like within 10 sentences? Yes. What is your... <laughs> Your bloodline. <laughs> I think I'm old enough where, well, bloodline. I was going to say, I think I'm old enough to have interactions where I'm like, after 10 interactions, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. We don't really have the same ideology. No, yeah, Harry <laughs> senses it like right away, right? Yeah, well, just the way that he talks about Hagrid. But no, let's go back to the title. So you called it Magical Theory. Magical Theory. For obvious reasons. Magical Theory. End credit. <laughs> uh, muggle Reality. So my thought was, this is the through the looking glass, down the rabbit hole chapter. Yes. Step literally steps through like the looking glass, stranger in a strange land type thing. Little different because he's famous, so like he walks in and he's everyone knows him. But like all those stories, the problems are pretty mundane. I, I think it's all kind of structured around Hagrid's early quote about, uh, I have it, blimey Harry, everyone to be wanting 
magic solutions to their problems. I also wrote that quote down. And it's an interesting quote. It really, really is. Because it's not like he enters a world with no problems. He immediately has problems, and they're the standard problems. He's got judgmental goblins. <laughs> Hagrid has motion sickness. Mm-hmm. Draco cares about, you know, Harry's lineage. Yep. Ollivander's sketchy AF. <laughs> like, Curious. Just it might be wizards, but it's still humans. That's right. my feeling. Right. Well, it's interesting because that part that Hagrid says is in response to... Basically, Harry's like, oh, the statute of secrecy? Why? That's like <laughs> literally what Harry says. Yeah. Um, and I found, it, I found Hagrid's response interesting because it definitely connects on like interpersonal level of like, oh, people would want solutions to their magical problems. When, in fact, if you actually look at the history of the statute of secrecy, it's very, very violent and dark. And mm. it's like about like persecution. And I mean, so we talked about this in a previous episode of like having to coexist, you know, witches, yeah. wizards, muggles. Yeah. And like how complicated that is. And so I think that that kind of it kind of fits in this theme of you start to see the society and you see the groupings, the otherings, like like you said. So mm-hmm. Malfoy is just like he literally he doesn't even introduce himself. He doesn't ask Harry what his name is. He asks him, What's your surname anyway? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. that is all that he cares about because yeah. he's trying to figure out the positioning. Yeah. He's trying to figure out like where Harry fits in this clear hierarchy that he has in his mind mm-hmm. that muggle-born are inferior to wizard-born. And so he that's why he like checks and he's like, oh, they're one of our kind, right? And it's it's very blatant. And it's amazing too, <laughs> like Harry... For all of his kind of uh, feelings of inadequacy or being an imposter or just being so ignorant about everything, he has the human side of it down immediately. Mm-hmm. Like he reads Draco faster mm-hmm. than Draco reads Harry. Mm-hmm. I mean, Harry says both my parents were killed and Draco doesn't even put it together despite yeah. like him being Harry Potter. And he must know that Harry is the same age as him, mm-hmm. but... He doesn't put it together. Yeah. But Harry, like, puts together what Draco is talking about immediately, which is a perfect bridge to this idea of, like, well, the same types of problems we are going to encounter in this magical world. I, I would argue, I mean, it'll be interesting to go forward, but I'm thinking, like, are they really ever magical problems? They have magical wrappers. Mm-hmm. Right? The problems have, like, magical flavorings but the problems are typically interpersonal mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh pretty expected yeah and it's the joy of setting it in a school as we go forward of like that th- this is perfect that the school is about magic but the people are people people are people yeah well i'm not going to i'm not going to look it up um it's interesting because so i'm not gonna exactly remember the theoretical framings, but the the general idea in theorizing that if you're an outsider, you kind of have this broader, perhaps, perspective on the world because you know what the dominant or, like, the 
the privileged kind of like the blindness that comes with being normal or normalized in a space and being an outsider, being part of it, you can recognize that, but then you also recognize like what it's like to be on the outside. Mm -hmm. And so I think that kind of helps Harry. Um, He also like has known some of the most terrible people. (laughs) And so I think that, I don't know. I think that he knows sure, right. how to pick if up on that. the Dursleys were magical, they would be the Malfoys yeah. <laughs> or something. They're like close. They would yeah. be friends at least. Well, Harry has no reason to like yeah. think that he's better than anyone else because no yeah. one has ever made him feel that way. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I noticed in your title ideas, great things, terrible things is kind of... It's kind of similar to what I was thinking about. I, I stole like that. This, from there's this magical stuff going on. Oh. <laughs> He's oh, talking about sure. yeah, yeah, great, great yeah, oh. terrible things, but great. Great quote. I yeah, mean, really yeah. a fantastic quote. It's a very uh, compelling idea. Mm-hmm. The the sort of goodness versus greatness and this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's more. Okay, so going back to problems, um, this. I don't remember if it was in a previous chapter, but for sure, Hagrid on page 64 talks about the Ministry of Magic. This is also part of like, Harry's like learning about all the things. And he's like, Ministry of Magic, messing things up as usual. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, you have this magical government. Still politics. Incompetent somehow, (laughs) but still run the entire wizarding world or at least make laws. And Hagrid like just dismisses the minister out of hand. Yeah. As the, it's... It could have been plucked from our current political discourse. <laughs> well, it's all about positioning and it's all about power. And so, like, part of, I mean, obviously Hagrid has a loyalty to Dumbledore yeah. and yeah. admires him and values him and um, does not appreciate that Fudge is, like, constantly being like, hey, Dumble, please help. <laughs> Dumble, need some help, buddy. Yeah. And, uh, Yeah. So we also see that Harry's letter to Hogwarts actually has more information about what he what he needs. Uh, so this is like getting into the schooling aspect of, okay, we need like a uniform, we need mm-hmm. books, we need equipment. Mm-hmm. That's where we see one of the books is Magical Theory. Right. That was, why, that yeah. was my wink to the, the title. I was like, well, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to encounter it. We might as well go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think... I was also playing around with the idea that Harry is still isolated, but like in a completely different way now that he's entered the magical world. Mm -hmm. It's like isolation was a theme to me, but he goes from this isolation that's like enforced on him very specifically uh, with the Dursleys Mm -hmm. and very physically, right? To like an isolation where people he doesn't know are coming up to him and giving him handshakes. So like, Right. There is a somewhat a sense of welcoming, but it's like a very isolating sense because he doesn't he doesn't get it. And so at the end of the chapter, he kind of admits that to Hagrid that he's been feeling this very strange sense. He he has he has difficulty putting words to it. Right? Of mm-hmm. like what exactly is bothering him when this perfect day has happened? But it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. There were certain things that bothered him a lot. Yeah, it seems like. Uh, throughout the chapter, he it's kind of like the shock is fading slowly and he's just like realizing, whoa, this is kind of weird. <laughs> There's a moment I didn't I didn't write down the page number where he he actually doubts like in his head of like, 
I don't know about this Haggard dude. Like he, I don't know if like what he's saying is like makes sense at yes, all. Yes, yeah? he does early in the chapter. Yeah, it's a long chapter. Yeah, it's no, it's so it long. But um, it was interesting because that's kind he of like what you were crank. saying. Yeah, that's what <laughs> you were saying last chapter of like yeah. why is Harry just kind of like going with it and being like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I think that it's just kind of I I didn't uh, I was thinking about that conversation later, and I think that because we left the chapter before that with him literally daydreaming that somebody would whisk him away. Mm -hmm. And so I think that part of that initial reaction was just kind of like, it's happening. Yes. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And now he's like, wait, wait a second. I'm not sure. I think it's on purpose that JK Rowling made this chapter long because he goes to the wizarding world and back Mm -hmm. at the, by the end of the chapter, he's in a muggle train station. And it's a fascinating way to do it, where it's like... Yeah, like 24 hours. You're bookending this idea of, of like, Hagrid being like, oh, magic, magic... I mean, we should, I think, infer from what Hagrid says that magic does provide some solutions to muggle problems. Like, they mm-hmm. could... So, I mean, well, it's hard to say, because he just says they would want it. It's not like they would demand... Or, they, or like, we couldn't keep up with the demand or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's more just like a... It, maybe we could even say that he's kind of reluctantly admitting that like they have no solutions for muggle problems. It's not like they can just enter the world and solve all of them. He knows they have their own problems. Mm-hmm. But they're so similar. And by the end of the chapter, ha- Harry is back in the muggle world. And like he does say like he's looking around the muggle world and it feels strange now. Like he's now a member of the secret club. Mm-hmm. So he has this new knowledge, but it's still like... Is it strange? Is yeah. it all strange? You know. Well, it's interesting to was it always for perspective taking because there is this clear like demarcation. You're saying there are muggles and there are magical people, mm-hmm. and you make that distinction. And I don't know, like, what keeps if it's not. It's what I'm trying to say is that it seems that Hagrid saying this is that within the Wizarding world they view muggle problems not as their own. So I I think that's what you're saying Mm -hmm. as well. So it's interesting because at the root of it, I think, yeah, the dynamics are the same. You have the same like weird social hierarchies. You have this idea of good and evil or like harming other living beings. You have all sorts of stuff like that. So it's, it's interesting. What is it exactly that is making that label or that that difference is it just something that is recirculated and passed down i feel like that's a huge part of it we just keep it going because mm-hmm. we've had this statute of secrecy since 1707 that's like and 300 might, years and it even <laughs> speaks to maybe hagrid's own possible ignorance about what exactly the ministry of magic does he basically only says one thing, that it's about keeping wizards away from muggles and vice versa. But mm-hmm. it's, we learn that it's not, that's not exactly true. There's a lot more under the surface that maybe doesn't get as much press or isn't so maybe politically expedient. It just like, seems like something that a lot of wizards maybe are just okay with. Yeah, we should, you know, we should avoid muggles. We're better than them. Mm-hmm. So let's just stay away from them. I mean... But it's not, it's not necessarily true. There's a lot more going on there that we learn. Mm-hmm. Wizards have problems, a lot of problems, and they're going to come clear 
They already are. I mean, they've already crystallized within two interactions with Malfoy and with Ollivander. Mm -hmm. That there, there is a depth here. And maybe the goblins as well. There's a depth to this world that's also maybe also a shallowness. That the, mm -hmm. the world is still shallow, even though there's magic. Yeah. Something else that's interesting, which we don't go into depth with in the chapter, is kind of the long-standing institutions. So, like, Gringotts is the bank. Yeah. <laughs> the bank. You have Ollivander, who has, like, sold ba basically everyone their wand. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I don't know how big the Wizarding World is at this point, but, like, where are these jobs? Like, where do they work after? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's I not know. like anyone's going to take over Ollivander or, like, start a competing one and, like... Yeah. Yeah. There's, I don't know. It's just yeah, yeah. funny to think about. Yeah, who's that. the Pepsi to Ollivander's Coke? You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> mm, yeah. At least not in the UK. Yeah. It's a great chapter regardless, though. I mean, it is, there is definitely a sense of awe. She communicates it well. My mm. favorite quote uh, that I wrote here was the, the one where Harry says he wishes he had... Harry wished he had about eight more eyes. I thought that was just mm. such a great way of communicating what it would feel like to mm -hmm. be in a place where it's like you just want to see everything you wish you, that you wish you could see everything there's mm -hmm. so much to take in for him yeah also side note i was thinking about malfoy again how yeah. does malfoy not know who harry potter is? i know that's what i said i don't know like how unless that's supposed to communicate like how much hatred the malfoy family has towards harry potter that why would they why would they talk to Draco about Harry? I mean he must know about Harry, but he just probably is like on this plane of existence where he pretty much only thinks about himself mm. and the, the family. The like all family. these random witches and wizards are just coming up to Harry Potter and right. they're like, Oh my god. Right, 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 right. It's right. great to meet you. Right, right. And Harry's like, Yeah. It's the limits of fame here. <laughs> yeah. You know, where he Yeah. He's actually maybe infamous to some people and they will hate him or ignore him. Or believe him to be, you know, not what he's talked up to be. Mm -hmm. There's a mythology around him already, right? Yeah. The fact that people are coming up to him, like, with, it felt like with a sense of expectation that this person is great. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, so also part of Harry being overwhelmed is like, now he actually had, like, he has this contact with other people with mm -hmm. random strangers and it's like a repeated interaction it's not something like oh you're a wizard harry and it's this private moment between you and some person named hacker that just <laughs> busted through your door like it's just this it's a full day of this is who you're this is what your life is this is the harry potter life i uh, welcome to it yeah. <laughs> the are first day you, of the rest of your life it? i know it's <laughs> It's a careful what you wish for kind of thing. There, there's, there's a downside to it. Well, I don't know. Harry didn't wish to be famous. It's no. just the unfortunate reality of his yeah. situation. It'll be interesting going forward meeting some of the other first years and kind of contrasting their lives and experiences and hopes for Hogwarts compared to Harry's. Mm -hmm. I mean, just our fellow two main characters that will be introduced are are good contrast. They're, they're all good foils for each other, where they come from, what they're like, what their experiences are, what, what their childhood was like before going mm -hmm. to Hogwarts. It'll be really, really interesting. What is the next chapter? I have This was the first episode for us where when we recorded episode four, I hadn't reread 
chapter five yet. Mm -hmm. I had it when we read Diagonal. This is the next one is a platform in nine and three. Of course it is. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because we're really close. We're like close to school starting. So he got or he his birthday, July 31st. So he basically has the month of August to live with the Dursleys (laughs) and then off to Hogwarts. What a cold water bath that must have been. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, you know. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> Enjoy your last month of summer. <laughs> Disappeared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty, I don't know. Was, <laughs> poor Harry. Poor Harry. Little Harold. Yeah. Anything else? You got anything else? I don't know. I just, um, I think it's an interesting point that you raise about magical, you know, magic problems. Mm-hmm. Are there really any... Um, I wonder if anyone listening has any ideas or like examples of what magical problems could be, or if you also see, I think there is some slight nuance in the kinds of wizarding world issues. So, well, there are similarities to the muggle world as well, but one thing that stands out to me is, and this has come out in other chapters too, family names, family, family is like a very important or your lineage where you come from. And that kind of plays out in the muggle world as well, but in we have like many different kinds of labels. It's like geographically right. where you're from, or your nationality, or we ha- we construct this idea of race, or whatever it is. We have many of these like little distinguishing markers, and um, it's interesting to think about this idea of belongingness. Do you feel like an imposter, like, mm. and how those labels kind of affect you? Yeah, I think the nuance going forward will be an interesting thing to keep in mind. Like, is there actually any differences or are they analogies to, like, muggle problems? I think it is a reasonable question to ask both sides of it, really. Like, do you think there actually are magic-only magical problems? Or have you recognized or will you? are you prepared to recognize some magical problems that are actually just muggle problems, you know, wrapped mm-hmm. up in, mm-hmm. in this magical foil? Yeah. Yeah. Part of it, we can talk about this in some other time, but there's some fantastic definitions of fantasy writing that I really like. And, and it basically has to do with internal things, having exter- external representations. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be interesting to think about, are there any, are they always, are all these aspects external representations of human, human mm-hmm. problems? Mm-hmm. Or is there something that we can point to that's like, no, this would only happen if magic is real. You know, this is only possible Yeah. with magic being real. But we'll see. Lots mm-hmm. to think about. For sure. Cool. All right. All right, everyone. Until next time, get the wands ready. <laughs> <laughs>